Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Relentless Daring Podcast. I am your host, Howard Morgan, and here we are engaged in the relentless, daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. Um, so, those of you who don't know, I started a new job earlier this week, and I've been kind of out of the loop as far as a lot of the uh, political scandals and all that's going, so I've had to like yeah, put some stuff together, so if it seems completely irrelevant... I apologize now. Um, I said, you know, as I said, I started a new job this week, so I can't, I haven't been able to have headphones in, be able to keep up with the news and all that that's going on. And I've just really been kind of learning what I'm doing there. And, oh, I'm loving my new job. Those of you who don't know, I used to drive a trash truck. That's how I sponsored this wonderful show you're listening to now. Uh, now I work for one of the premier wine and bourbon barrel manufacturers in the world. I uh, work there as a, as a yard driver. I have a small truck I use to you know, hook up to trailers, pull them out of the docks, go park them and wait for uh, wait for them to be brought back down to finish loading or to await shipping. So it's a great gig. Lots of overtime. Oh yeah. Money. Boom. But um no, nah, this is a, this is just learning what I need to be doing there. It's just been keep me out of the loop, so uh, some of these are a little crazy. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, Joaquin Castro and his uh, not doxing of political uh, contributors. Then we talk about uh, some religious discrimination out of Virginia. And oh, what's this story here? Ah, uh, yes, good old. I want to think I'll kick off with good old Antifa. Because, well, you know, what better way to start off anything than with a bunch of thugs right after this? Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs, Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast. And as always, stay relentless.
Yeah, I kind of mixed it up there for you. Uh, did my uh, merch plug there here at the beginning. So, yeah, whatever. Get it out of the way. Um, so, yeah, earlier today in beautiful, sunny downtown Portland, Oregon, Antifa was up to no good yet again. Um, basically, there was supposed to be a right-wing uh, assembly of some sorts going on in Portland. And as with anything conservative around Antifa, the minute they decided they wanted to do this, well, they're obviously alt-righters, and they need to be stopped at this very second. But, again, it's Antifa. The only thing they're good at is beating the crap out of people. And this is what they were doing today. Uh, re- this is a Reth Bauman. Oh, my gosh, I can't read. Beth Bauman, from, uh, writing for Town Hall. So much for being peaceful. Antifa attacks reporters and conservatives in Portland. Again. Uh, yeah, this is a... This was published about 5 o'clock this evening. And I think I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to tweet this article out because it's a great article. And there's lots of videos in it, which unfortunately I haven't had the opportunity today to put together uh, sound bites from the articles. But I am pretty sure they would violate my PG 13 standards. But a lot, of it, a lot of tweets from uh, Andy No. You can follow him on Twitter at Mr. Andy No, N G O. And I like Andy No because he's not a conservative. He is a liberal. He is the child of Vietnamese immigrants. And the fact that he's gay. And he will come out and say, okay, these people over here, yes, they identify the same way as I do, but they're crazy. I give him a lot of props. He just doesn't doesn't follow the narrative that is supposed to be on his side. But anyways, uh, this uh, Beth Bauman article, you know, talks about the, there's a middle-aged man who was beaten and he fell on fell on the ground unconscious and what and his partner or spouse whoever it was with him was like trying to protect him while a mob of antifa thugs surrounded him and it's right in front of the cops and the well the well the mayor didn't say that we're not allowed to do anything but we're not going to do anything because you know we don't want to exacerbate the situation worse than what it already is and that's just the biggest freaking cop-out i've heard pardon the pun um i'm sorry you have a sworn duty to preserve the peace and to protect those you know who find themselves in such a situation and they're in riot gear it's not like they're just regular beat cops who are going up against a mob like uh, the, you know, climax of Cat... Why say Cat? Gosh, I got so many good movies on my brain. Like the climax of Police Academy when the, 
you know, the the trainees are going to be sent to help, you know, deter the mob and to maintain order and everything gets all twisted and turned around and they end up in the heart of the mob. You know, and they have nothing but like a helmet and a face shield. You know, that's not what the Portland cops are like. They are in full riot gear. At one point, the Antifa protests got so bad, the cops were actually shooting pepper balls. Ah, pepper balls. Nothing says, go away. Like, you know, a 12-gauge slug. That's not going to kill you. But when it hits you, it's going to leave you in a cloud of cayenne pepper. Mmm, mmm. That's my that's my kind of party right there. But yeah, I mean, it is ridiculous. Uh, the Antifa mob finds and chases down a man. They had moments earlier sprayed him in the face. He attempted to walk away, but then they follow him out. You now, in the in the video, it looks like they're chasing him with a baseball bat. But these are supposedly. Peaceful protesters. I don't see anything peaceful about it. They're straight, violent thugs. And it just keeps going on. There was even a a teenager. A teenager who had been tased. I mean, seriously. What threat is a teenager to a mob of people if they have to tase the person? Uh, there's a journalist, and this is a, a blue check journalist like Andy No. Uh, his name is Julio Rosas. You know, one of those evil, evil alt right white can white supremacist dirtbags, Julio Rosas. Uh, he tweeted, "I got surrounded by Antifa, and they shouted I had to leave. Police came in and took me aside to defuse the situation." And then uh, he, he keeps going on. This is a thread. He came up to me again, and, and people again surrounded me. He said, I get hurt. That was on me. Police came back to him and said that he was provoking them just by being there. He's a journalist. He's reporting on the situation. Of course he's going to be there. But then the cops, again, they, they take the easy way out. Not by blaming the mob, but by victim blaming. Oh my God. Imagine in the 1950s, 1940s, 1920s, go all the way back through the South to the end of the Civil War when black codes and Jim Crow laws were the law of that land. And a white man who stood up on behalf of a black man or black family, was beaten bloody in the street, or was hung in lieu of that black family or that black person that he protected. And then the cops were to come out and say, well, you know, he brought it on himself because, you know, he he shouldn't have stood up for them. People would have lost their damn minds over it. 
well, I don't know, maybe not so much as we think about today, but, you know, even, you know, Emmett Till, Emmett Till going, I forget what year Emmett Till was killed, but imagine if, you know, the family of Emmett Till had just let it go. Well, you know, Emmett shouldn't have been there. He, uh, I, they said that he flirted with that white girl and he shouldn't have. No. And then when they couldn't get justice after, you know, he was beaten to the point where his face was so swollen that when they, when he floated out of the river because, you know, they were so proud of what they had done, they weighted him down and threw him in the river that when he, that when he floated back up, his face was so badly swollen from the beating that he was unrecognizable. And his mom had an open air or had an open casket so everyone could see what happened to her 14-year-old son. And then fast forward, what, 60, 70 years, and the woman he supposedly harassed possibly even allegedly groped, came out and said it was a lie? And imagine if we were still blaming Emmett Till. And and that's what the cops are essentially doing to these to the, to this reporter in Portland when it's like, well, we would love to protect you, but the problem is you're just bringing it on yourself, buddy, because you're here reporting. You're, sorry, I know it's your job, but, you know, something happens to you. It's your fault. They're echoing what the Antifa protesters are telling him. Hey, if you get hurt, it's on you, not on us, because you're a jerk, because he's wearing a shirt that has an American flag on the sleeve, and it's in black and white. Oh, I'm sorry. Where's where's my where's my dump button? Oh God, I don't have a dump. I don't have a dump button. Oh no, I said it was black and white. No, you look like an idiot. Yeah, I know. But when is this going to stop? When are people in power on the left going to come out and say, you know, we don't want you here? Probably about the same time they came out against Occupy Wall Street and said, you know, we, we understand what you're doing and we, un- we like what you're saying, but all these tents and the crapping in the street and the illegal drugs and the sexual assaults and the rapes and all these shenanigans that are going on, you need to stop. You need to, you need to move on. That's probably about the... Probably about when, you know, the politicians and people in power are going to say the same thing about Antifa. You know, we like that you support us and we like that you like a radical left-wing agenda. But we just want you to stop beating people with sticks and throwing things at people. There was a, a, pardon the expression, a short bus loaded down with 
Proud Boys, which you can you can take the Proud Boys however you want. I'm not a huge fan of their group. I don't think by any means they are alt-right, which I hate that word. There is no alt-right. They're leftists, and I will get into that another time because that's a rant that could take up an entire segment. But I don't think they're by any means alt-right. But they are brawlers, and because... They show up looking for a fight nine times out of ten. They draw a lot of negative attention to themselves, even if they do have a good message. Again, it's like the Antifa crowd. They may have a message that those on the left like and can identify with. But the violence makes people go, you know, we don't want to be part of you. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm not a fan of the Proud Boys. Uh, the violence that the Proud Boys have been in, have been engaged in and have been accused of, and some of the things that they stand accused of. That's the reason why Gavin McInnes, a founder of the Proud Boys, is no longer associated with the Proud Boys. Yeah, they and Gavin McInnes, he's like he will admit that he is a fighter, he is a brawler, he's raised. He's ready to throw down. But it got to the point with them, he's like, eh, well, you know what? I'm going to have to come over here. And it's kind of like the founder of Greenpeace, who no longer has anything to do with Greenpeace because, well, they're too radical for him. A guy who is all about the environment and ending nuclear proliferation within the world. He looks at Greenpeace and goes, y'all nuts. But yeah, this is, this keeps coming back. Yeah, Eventually, uh, reporter Julio Rosas, he, he had to move across the road and report from a distance. The only way that, you know, he could guarantee his safety was to stand back away from the crowd. And there is no reason for that. You know, uh, guess where they were at? There's bridges going over the river, and police were there in riot gear, as I said, not doing anything other than standing around looking pretty and occasionally pepperballing some knucklehead who needed it. And the Antifa freaks are telling the cops to go jump off a bridge and kill themselves. Even though the cops aren't going to do anything unless, you know, like they grabbed, you know, little protester Johnny because he, you know, shivved some poor bystander right in front of the cops and he was far enough away from the mob they could grab him without fear of retribution. I mean, the cops ain't going to do nothing. Why are you inviting them to, why are you inviting them to shuffle off their mortal coils by flinging themselves off a bridge? I I I, uh, I don't get it. That was me beating my head on the microphone because it's so stupid. You know, I don't know. Again, I'm waiting for 
I'm I'm waiting for the pendulum to swing back away from Antifa because honestly, I'm scared of what could come up from as a res- as a legitimate response to Antifa. I hope and I pray that when it swings back, it swings towards peace and love and calm discussion of ideas. I don't want it to swing back towards violence. There's enough of it already in the world. We don't need to add more from our side just to own the left. It's ridiculous. And so it's something that we shouldn't be looking forward, you know, looking forward to seeing that when, yeah, the right's going to rise up and show those fools what for. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible outlook. Yep. I'm just, I'm just praying for peace over Portland and over those people who, you know, hey, I want to go to town today, and then they get a travel advisory because Antifa. A friend of mine who lives in the area, you know, he actually shared a screenshot where in the warning it it said it was going to be, uh, you know, alt-right people who were, you know, if you're if you're a minority, you know, if you're if someone can look at you and go, you're gay. If someone could, you know, if you're obviously of a racial minority, you better not travel alone because if you're traveling alone, these alt-right people are going to attack you. Again, I'm reading this town hall article it's someone whose last name is no spelled n-g-o and someone whose last name is rosas r-o-s-a-s and they're being attacked by the left-wing mob not the right-wingers but hey what do i know i'm just a dumb grunt All right, so earlier uh, in the intro, I mentioned, you know, discrimination based on religion. Uh, I've, been, I've been using a lot of spin quark lately. I love their, uh, I love the way they aggregate news. It, I think it's, honestly, I think, it, I think it's better than drudge, but tis just my opinion. But I found an article on there. Uh, try to find the yeah it was uh, published yesterday uh, the headline reads Christian Realtor Sue State for Religious Discrimination huh well and, and reading through the story basically the realtor had the audacity nay dare I say the temerity to Put the scripture, John 3.16, on business cards. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I didn't. I didn't dump it again. No, you look like an idiot. 
And even worse, do you do you know what she wrote in her email signature block? She wrote, Jesus loves you. Oh my God. And so basically what had happened is this realtor had written the state realtor board, you know, the actual commission by the Commonwealth of Virginia, who is in charge of realtors and real estate agents and real estate law and blah, 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 blah. And she was writing on behalf of a client who was a victim of discrimination. She was not the she was not the person who did the discriminating. She was representing as a realtor a client who had a very bad experience for whatever reason and they felt they were discriminated against. And again, in that email in that email she had in her signature block Jesus loves you. And, well, that caused them to get a hold of her boss at the agency she worked at and say, hey, we are going to compel you by threat of whatever the state was going to threaten, because it does not say in the article. We are going to compel you to spy on any sort of religious expression that this poor realtor may have. Huh. And to report back to us. And it, it, Long story short, I'm assuming they were threatening to pull the license of this poor realtor and because of her religious viewpoints and her her expression of her viewpoints, they were going to ruin her career, pull her license. Yeah, I've scrolled through it, but basically, they 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 were using the the regulations about discrimination to to go after her. Ironic. I'm just going to sit. They used housing discrimination laws as their basis to discriminate against a Christian realtor. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, so, she, oh my God, I don't have anything pulled up properly. Uh, she's being represented by the American Center for Law and Justice, and they have filed the they have filed the uh, lawsuit on her behalf. You know, 
reading from the article here, ACLJ, which has filed a lawsuit on her behalf, said the Virginia Real Estate Board, a state agency, filed a complaint accusing her of violating Virginia's fair housing standards. Uh, this is a quote from the ACLJ. To be clear, the board did not charge her for a refusal to rent or to represent any person. The complaint absurdly stated that because these realtors use religious speech, they could make someone feel discriminated against. End quote. And again, you know, this is a person who has a client base of Jewish people, of Muslim people, of atheists, of Asian, you know, of Asian descent who may not subscribe to Christianity. He may be Buddhist. Maybe they're South Asian and they're Hindi. I don't know. But no one who she has ever represented has ever filed a complaint against her. So why now? What this tells me is that there are people within state governments and this goes all the way up to the federal government, and even all the way down to the local level, is that government wants to control your speech, they want to control your thought. And if they don't like your speech, or your thought, or your expression thereof, they will use the weight of whatever governing body they have to silence you. You know, Aw, my soundboard just died. Ain't that a crying shame? Womp, 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 womp. I have to make my own sound effects. So sad. But, um, yeah, there's, they're trying to establish dominance over you, the individual, which is a complete setting aside of individual responsibility and individual liberty that our founding fathers felt that we should have. I hope I hope the stupid thing kicks back on because it's got all my segment break music. Oh boy. But um Yeah, it's ridiculous though that to think that a state agency would so blatantly come out against a person. Now, I could understand if she was doing, you know, doing her initial interview with a potential client and, you know, his name was Muhammad, you know, what some, I would, I would joke, say Muhammad, Muhammad. But I've actually seen that as a as the birth name and family name of an Afghan citizen, Mohammed Mohammed. Anyways, I digress. You know, a person who has a stereotypically Middle Eastern name, 
a high probability of being a Muslim. And, you know, maybe it's mentioned, you know, hey, where is a mosque around this area so we can, you know, have a place to worship? And if she had come out at that point and said, well, you know, I'm sorry, I, we just don't see your kind of people here in this agency, so we're going to have to ask you to leave. Or maybe something even more blatant. We don't serve your Muslim, a, Ahab, Arab-looking people here. You know, and just been a complete and total caricature of, you know, anti-Middle anti Eastern, anti-Muslim sentiment. I don't know. There's so many, so many words to describe hate. Basically, she'd come out and been a complete and total jerk and use something as arbitrary as their race, their ethnicity, or their religious background. If she had done that, and they came after her because, oh, well, look, she's a Christian, but look at what she did to these non-Christians. And let's go through her files. And, oh, my God, 99.99999% of her client base has been Christians. Yep, okay, then I could see whatever legal action they were taking against her and her agency. But having John 3.16 embossed into a business card and having your signature block say, Jesus loves you is no reason to ever, ever go after any business owner or even a business employee in case there's an internal e email system. There's, there's no need. There is no reason other than other than to say, well, comrade, we we don't like what you have to say about X, Y, and Z. So we are here from the government, and we are going to shut you down. All right, so this is a story I'm a little late getting to, but again, last week I... Kind of got absorbed by the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, which I will not be going into today because despite the evidence uh, he had broken bones in his neck, basically it further drives the conspiracy theory that he was murdered and he did not hang himself. So therefore it had to be Bill or Hillary Clinton. Could have been either or. Who knows? But... I digress. So last Friday it came out that uh, the brother of presidential candidate Julian Castro, I said his brother Joaquin, uh, 
did an undox, if you will, of political campaign donors. But, you know, he, he didn't want them to to be victims of harassment or possibly even, you know, come under attack for certain things because well that's just that's just not American and and it would be illegal to do a full docs, you know. He just released names. He didn't re- he didn't release, you know, addresses or phone numbers. But, you know, may have, you know, included uh I don't know, business names, if they were a small business owner or an entrepreneur. But, you know, again, you no, know, no, he's not advocating violence or harassment of these people. He's just, you know, I want you to know who is out there doing this. Because... Well, it's the right thing to do. It's come on, we're not stupid, Joaquin. We know exactly what the hell you're doing, because when you tweet out, "Hey, Bob, who owns Bob's Burger Shack, donated six hundred dollars, or was a donor to." the you know keep america great campaign or the the campaign to reelect donald trump or this political action committee blah 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 you put out his name and his place of business you're kind of opening the door but you're just because you didn't say get him what you're not culpable for of anything that happens as a result. Now, the Supreme Court did have a case in which they ruled on incitement. For it to be incitement, you have to, you know, make it, yes, an imminent threat. Against the person whose uh, you know information you're releasing, but uh, this is an article from LegalInsurrection.com. Hmm. It's a new one for me, but uh, this is again this is from last Friday because again I apologize, but the Jeffrey Epstein stuff was just too good to not talk about. But you know, a lot of donors were receiving threats, or I mean, not even threats, but definitely harassing phone calls um, to include, you know, supporters of Joaquin and Julian Castro who supported both Donald Trump and them. I know it's 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 a horrible horrible idea to think that people may you know grease the grease both sides of the wheel. 
by you know, donating to you know opposing political forces something that you know our current president when he was running his own billion dollar business may have done to curry favor with you know maybe Republican district where he was trying to do stuff or a Democratic district where he was trying to do stuff. Because, you know, business is business and you have to do what you can to try to get all the protections from government by placing the necessary bribes. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say bribes out loud? Oh, my God. I... By making the necessary donations to the proper, you know, campaign fund routing. You know, make sure it goes to the treasurer and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because, you know, you don't want to do anything illegally. You want to make sure that if you're, you know, going to donate beyond what you're allowed to give to a candidate, you know, make sure... All that extra money goes over to a political action committee. In which this really really what this gets into is like why why should you have to give your name if you're making a political contribution? You know, and, and I understand that for campaign finance purposes if you have people who are you know are making donations you kind of have to keep track of that because you know if someone can't you know donates more than what the law says which personally I think is stupid it's a violation of your free speech but that's just between you and I. Um, you know, if a, if a person is, you know, approaching that threshold of what is considered too much money to be donated, you know, you keep track of that, but it should also be kept internal and not filed until after the election. And also, if you donate to PACs, that should also be something that is kept confidential. Because, you know, with the Citizens United decision, you can give as much money as you want to a political action committee. Because that's free speech. But you can't give as much as you want to a political candidate. That's not free speech. That's electioneering, and electioneering is wrong. But um, yeah, and yeah, because people were making these donations, and they had to be logged, and it had to be made public. That meant their names were on a piece of paper just waiting for some crazy-ass politician to release. 
Huh. Looks like they got one with old Joaquin. He released documents, and then he come out and come out. And he has the audacity to say, "Well, I I didn't dox anyone. I didn't plan, or I don't advocate any sort of retribution against these donors. I just think the people should know, you know, who they are and the businesses they run, and you know, they just don't need to. That way, they can make a decision on." Who they give their money to and who they support as a business owner because, well, they support a they support a president who thinks that all Hispanics are invaders. Wait, wait, wait what? This is it's in a direct quote from Joaquin Castro. Their contrib- contributions are fueling a campaign of hate that labels Hispanic immigrants as invaders. In quote, no. If they said anyone is invading, which the only people who I've heard use the use that invasion word are the crazy people. I've never never heard it from the White House. Maybe I'm wrong. If someone can find a Donald Trump quote telling me that you know, showing me that, oh, no, he actually did call them invaders. He wasn't talking about all Hispanics. He was talking about, Ill- he would have been talking about illegal aliens. That is the key difference. But, again, this is one of these people who they don't care about the facts. The facts can all just be damned. Because, you know, there's no sense in getting into facts because, you know, it's whatever sensational. And this goes, again, to uh, laws that are going into effect. Uh, Missouri had one that passed in the last uh, November elections that I am hoping, hoping... It goes to the Supreme Court because I think it is an attack on First Amendment rights. Because they wanted to get all the, was I think it was Amendment 1, to remove dark money from Missouri politics. Huh. Well, you get into it. Basically, it's just, you know, political action committees who are not subject to federal campaign finance laws, you know, or to the same campaign finance laws, they have to now make public in Missouri a list of their donors. Because, you know, that could never, ever, 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 ever be used to harm a small business owner who, you know, again, like I said earlier, is trying to uh, make the proper political contribution so he can keep as much government off his back as possible. Or even just, you know, Phil's roofing repair 
Phil's Roofing Repair really, really enjoys that Bernie Sanders guy absolutely loves his policies. So he's going to donate the maximum contribution that he can to the, you know, elect Bernie campaign. And he's going, then he goes and he finds a political action committee that has openly supported Bernie Sanders for president. And then he just dumps every last red cent of his in his personal account and in the business to that pack who's going to then use it to support Bernie Sanders. As far as free speech goes, I got nothing I got nothing against that. It's him supporting offering financial support to the politician that he thinks is worthy of his vote. Why should we be limited by the government as to how much we can support a political candidate that we want to win? It makes no sense to me. So, like I said, this is why I'm hoping Missouri's uh, No Dark Money Act amendment, whichever one it was, I don't remember anymore. I've slept since then. Leave me alone. Um, so I really hope that it gets picked up and it gets challenged, you know, in the Court of Appeals and even on up to the Supreme Court because I think it's going to go back it's going to go back to another Citizens United type ruling where people have a right to donate as much money as they want and if they choose to do so anonymously so that way maybe they're in a position where they don't really want their politics to get out so they should be able to safely donate money to a campaign without having to make it known who they are and who they support. But again, what do I know? I'm just a big dummy. And it's just, I don't know why people want to do this because, you know, some of like the phone calls that came about because of uh, Joaquin Castro's, you know, stunt, um, do do do. Yeah, there's a man named Harper Huddleston has been forced to discuss situational awareness with his wife and kids after his father's name was published on the list. He has the horrible misfortune of sharing a first name, but not a middle name. He's not a junior, so people got confused, started calling him and making threats. Uh, another uh, another person I guess got lost here you know when that list came out they received 25 or or more well they say don't know how much for the entire day but before noon received 25 Phone calls. We were going to use you for business, but we found out you're a racist. We hope you burn in hell and your business go with you. Really? 
I mean, what happened in America? You can support who you want to. And it's no one else's damn business. But again, what do I know? I'm just a dumb grunt. Well, this has been another exciting episode. I really like to do more where I can just devote an entire hour to one topic. Oh, pardon me. But, um, I don't know, some, like, this has been a week where, you know, we we had the number of mass shootings, which I didn't really get into too much. And the only really big thing that came out of it was gun control laws, but, again, this is the same thing that always comes up, so I'm not really going to harp too much on that. So, like I said, I would love to do more episodes like last week when I did the entire entire episode talking about Jeffrey Epstein and then going into the uh, the Clinton you know conspiracy behind it. And I like that. It's it's fun. It's different. Oh, maybe I'll work a little bit more on. It. Hopefully, with this. You know, going into the second week at this new job, it, it can be a little bit easier for me to keep up with what's going on in the body politic and in culture. So that way I can, you know, better shape and develop the content for the show. But again, if you like the show and you like what you're hearing, please go to patreon.com slash daring. And uh, become a patron, support me there. Uh, also, you know, I did ran the plug for uh, t-shirts. It goes to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentless-daring. Go there, uh, check out. I've got the uh, Truth, Justice, Jack Ashery t-shirts. I also have now have the, uh, you know, have my you know, flag with the RD logo where the stars should be. You know, that, that's also available. So, you know, again, I do have a good-paying job that helps pay for this. But that just makes it a little bit easier, you know, so I'm not having to, you know, pull money from, you know, kids' mouths and put into the podcast. If you like the podcast, be sure you go on. If you listen to it on Apple iTunes, be sure you go there. Do four things. Four, four itty-bitty things. Number one, like it. Subscribe to it. Mash that subscribe button. Number two, rate it. Number three, review it. Because as more people like, rate, and review it, the better, the better it helps the algorithm to show it to more people. And finally, share it. Share it on, through Facebook, through Twitter. Uh, share, share it through Parler. Yes, I'm on Parler. I know I don't get out there very often, but I am there. And if you go, you know, at Relentless Daring on Parler. But, yeah, go out and check that out. Always feel free to contact me on social media. My DMs are open on Twitter at Daring Podcast. So, if you listen to it and you want to send me hate, 
hateful, hate-filled, nasty grams on DMs, by all means, send them. Maybe I'll read them. Maybe I'll just delete them and ignore you. It all depends on how I'm feeling that day. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Daring Podcast or my personal, personal Twitter at Real Tyler Morgan. And again, just thank you all so much for listening. Check me out on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful and ever so gracious hosts who take my money to put my podcast on the air every month. Um, this. Stitcher, Spotify, find a place that doesn't carry my podcast, let me know, and I will do what I can to get my podcast available on that platform. Again, thank you for listening, and as always, stay relentless. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.